camera TV. Camera TV. Go back to go that back question, to question and repeat them. Can you do it? And you go, person, person woman, person, woman, man, 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 camera TV. Camera TV. They, say, they say, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. How, did How did you do that? Person, person woman, woman, man, man, man camera, 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 TV. 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 So they say, so could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So, yeah. so it's person, so it's person woman, woman, man, camera, camera. Aerial view. Any time. Friday! 6 p.m. Eastern time. Call 760-422-5528. The pound. NYC.com. You have a podcast? Cool. Oh, yeah, I invented them.
the radio show. Because um, if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. Oh, you're you're no bother. You're no bother at all. It's me, Chris T, back here on uh, thehoundmyc.com. And like, unlike most of you, I'm I'm having a tough time of it these days. You know, it's just, it's a tough time. What do I mean by that? Well, that's a good question. Let me think. It's so hard to think these days. By the way, uh, tonight, Chief Justice of the Mermaid Parade, Mark Aladef, will join me to talk about tomorrow's big event, big Coney Island event, the Tailathon which will be taking place live at ConeyIsland.com. Participants from all over the globe, exclusive videos from great people and friends of Coney Island to help out in its time of need. It's all coming together in a very, very groovy and very hip way. The Coney Island way is how I would describe it. And all you have to do is, is uh, go to your browser at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Show up at ConeyIsland.com and see it all. Unfold in front of you the, the grand panorama that is life in America 2020. When the end has never felt nearer. Now, which end? I don't know. End of America, the end of us, the end of me. Could be any any end. But it's a, it's a dark passage. There's no other way to describe this as far as I'm concerned. That we go through now. We are stumbling around in the dark. We don't know what's next. We don't know what's around the next curve in the road. We have no idea. It's like uh, there's no one actually at the wheel. You begin to think that uh, the country's being run by a death cult. That's what I start to think. By the way, there is a phone number here. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-A-V. Seven six zero. I call AV. Before we uh, reach out to the Chief Justice to find out what's going on with the Tailathon, I always promise an upside-down update on this program. It's one of the things that I always say I'm going to do. And for me, the upside-down update is is just something that's in the news that I want to talk about. It's an excuse. Well, so let's just do one. The hell with it. So the RNC. I watched five minutes of the RNC convention. I turned it on when that Matt Gates fella said that immortal line about uh, inviting MS-13 to move next door. That this was the Democrat dream, apparently. It's their theory now is that Joe Biden is a some kind of socialist Trojan horse. Shh. And really what he's going to do is he's going to bring in AOC and the socialist hordes. And they're going to remake America in their socialist image. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that line about MS-13 moving next... They're gonna, not only are MS-13 going to move next door to you, but these cocksuckers will have invited them. Because he says they're going to invite MS-13 
to move next door to you. I just thought, oh, if that was a sitcom on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or any damn streaming service, I would probably watch it. The premise of, like, MS-13, down in MS-13 land, they open up this engraved invitation from Joe Biden, the new president. Please, come and move to Primrose Lane. We would love you to. We'll pay for you to do it. Somehow, crazily, it works. MS-13 is now living next door to you. Oh, well. There goes your equity. I've always admired the Republicans on several levels. The, the fact that they're shameless. I mean, you can get so much done when you're shameless. I'm not talking about the show. I've seen a few episodes of that show. I, I, I can't tell if I'd like it or not. It's one of those shows that's on the precipice for me of do I like it? Do I not like it? I don't know. So far, it just didn't get its hooks into me. That's the way I like to think of it. Did it get its hooks into me? No. Other things have. I've been, I'm on like halfway through season three of Orphan Black now. And I wish I had watched that when it was out. I don't think I had access to it when it was out. But I could see it now, years later. Who cares? But boy, that's a good show. That's a, great, that's a lot of fun, that show. It's enjoyable. So much nowadays is not. I say that with a tender, wide-open heart. As wide-open as my heart could be. It's hard to be vulnerable. Yet they say that's where truth lies. That's where true camaraderie, friendship lies. When you make yourself vulnerable to others. I've always wanted to be vulnerable to the audience. Wherever they may have been. Terrestrial radio, satellite radio, and now ever whatever the fuck this is that we're doing. At thehoundnyc.com. Where every Sunday... You could uh, hear a hound howl. And then, at 5 p.m. Eastern, Mark and Miriam with Crash and the Party do up. Chop Shop of the Year. You got those do ups on vinyl, do you? Are we still in the Upside Down? Wait a minute. Is this still the Upside Down? Sure. I mean, how much more really of the uh, RNC convention is there to say? How much more? How much more is there to truly discuss about it? I read a lot about it. I read a great deal of uh, the show. It was a show. And not only was it a show, but there was multiple violations of the Hatch Act. The Hatch Act came about in 1939. And it has something to do with Orrin Hatch. I, I, I don't ask me. But basically it says that you can't use government property and government personnel for your partisan political mean you can't campaign using you know the white house and and yet another norm shattered smashed by donald j trump and uh he is at this point like a succubus he's just if i think i know what a succubus is it kind of sucks you Sucks you dry. And that's what he's doing to this country. He's just sucking us dry. And him along with the lickspittle parade of uh, his relatives, his progeny, and uh, the rest of the horrid pack, including Rudy Giuliani, got up and praised Dear Leader. It was a uh, Potemkin village of the air. You know the Soviet thing? like They build a fake village, show village, to bring the foreigners through. And the foreigners could see how Soviets live. And it was all a, it was a lie. Once again, 
a lie. So now we have gotten used to the breaking of norms. He's unconventional. Yeah. I like the permission structure they built, too, for this prick. Oh, they want to hold on to power so badly, because if they can just hold on a little while longer, they can really fuck shit up. They can get it all. They can just decimate the middle class. No health care for you. Why should we pay for your health care? We're the government. We don't care about you. Oh, man. The tension. There's like 68 days now. 67. 67, 68. It's 67. Days until November 3rd. I don't know if I can stand it. Life nowadays is fraught. Is the word I would use. Everything is fraught. Every interaction is fraught. Time you get in the car, go somewhere, and see some other people. It's fraught. You just want things to stop being so fraught. Would that be so bad? They weren't so fraught. Everything's fraught. Fraught, fraught, fraught. I guess that word closely related to fraught, which makes sense in light of the uh, political plunder that is at the heart of the Trump administration which uh, no finer engine for the creation of wealth have we ever seen has that family ever seen anyway making it hand over fist well the rest of us are invited to piss off and hopefully die thinning of the herd I heard about this for years and I always thought no that's not really a thing They wouldn't really do that, would they? I mean, not in a calculated way, would they? I don't know. But then you you watch a show like Immigration Nation. We watch that. That's on Netflix. And and it's... uh, There's crying, nonstop crying throughout. As you watch in horror at the toll of misery and heartache and heartbreak that we are inflicting uh, on an entire people who uh, just want to have the quote-unquote American way of life. It's ironic, isn't it? I think one of them says, America, a big lie at some point. And I'm like, oh, I'm so ashamed. Can I just say I'm Canadian? Please? <sighs> All right, it's about the time that we're going to try to call... Chief Justice Mark and see what the hell happens. I gotta turn off the whole time. There you go. Now I could hear you. Sorry. I, I couldn't respond to your text. I was doing my show. The show had started. It's it was hard to uh respond <laughs> to your text. Hopefully you figured it out for yourself. How are you? Hey, you know, uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm just I was just talking about the uh, modern life. You know, life in August of 2020. How strange life is. I, I kept saying the word fraught. We live in a very fraught time. Yeah, it is. It's pretty fraught. It's it's, it's totally frightening. It's fright frightening, right? <laughs> it's frightening. Well, we're trying to. Well, that's why we need art more than ever. I mean, at a time like this, art is the thing that we all turn to. Because what else have we got, really, that can show us truth and beauty? And when it comes to Coney Island, it's popular art. Some of my favorite kind. And we we can hide. We can shelter in the abnormalcy and in the wondrous oddness of the mermaid parade for the last, I don't know, 48 hours. I've been watching hundreds of hours of footage of people that people have contributed. And it is so inspiring that despite it all, 
despite it all, or maybe in spite of it all, they are creating wondrous things. They're just so fantastic. Uh, you know, 10 second poems that bring tears to my eyes. And then as soon as the poem was over, I realized how much I'd be afraid of that person in real life. It's awesome stuff. I can't wait to see it. I, I haven't seen much of this. I mean, I know I went out and, uh, I went out and shook some cages and tried to get some things done and came back with some video. But, man, there's a lot more than that. So this is going to be interesting. I don't think I'm going to get to see this. I'll be at it, but I won't get to see it probably. <laughs> I think you will. If You know, I I, I, I um, deliberately didn't watch everything. Frank watched everything. Frank Goldblatt, who has been so key to this parade. Thank you, Frank. Um, and he, he watched every single video. And it's really great stuff. A lot of it is like regular Mermaid Parade stuff. And then there's also new telethon style stuff. You know, particularly a lot of musicians contributing, you know, the equivalent of videos. And in some cases, like particularly the things you solicited, just one-offs them performing songs. You know, Jesse, Jesse Mallon performing Oh, Oh, I Love Her So. That was just so great. And uh, yeah, and special words for Coney Island. I mean, he did have a, sh- a club, uh, Coney Island High, and now Coney Island Baby, where we actually had a pre-parade event before the last in-person mermaid parade. And it was like a judge's event. It was a lot of fun. It was a strange event, a lot of fun. But Jesse Malin is someone I met in 1982. And <laughs> it's amazing you know, you know somebody that long, and you see, you know, I mean, he wrote a lovely tribute to Walter Lure on his Facebook page, and he's worked with a lot of people, Jesse, and, and accomplished a lot of things since I met him when he was in Heart Attack, and he was 13. I remember. I saw Heart Attack. He heart was Attack. 14. He was like a little kid. Heart Attack <laughs> were quite the tight little trio. They they really knew how to put out a lot of sound on stage, and uh, they, had a, they had a relentless attack. They were very good at that, and... I enjoyed them. They were they were they were fun people. But Jesse stepped aboard. But also through my old friend David Newgarden, he led us to a few folks, uh, and and Glenn Mercer is one of them, uh, doing a Velvet Underground cover. A Absolutely, my favorite my favorite thing musically in the entire uh, telethon for sure. Wow. It's uh, of other things I've seen. Uh, ben Gibbard as well. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie with a. Uh, exclusive video for us. There's a few exclusives. Mojo Nixon exclusive and Elizabeth Cook exclusive and uh, Deke Dickerson will be part of this as well. A lot of folks stepped forward. When they heard it was Coney Island, everybody has good feelings about Coney Island. Wouldn't you say that, Mark? Absolutely. We got everybody from, uh, we got Curtis Lewa gave us something today. Annabelle Skiora emerged out of the uh, she wants to do something today. Our, we'll be hearing live from our assembly member, Mat- Matilda Frontis. We uh, will be hearing from people like, uh, search my head, um, like the Electric Mess. They're a really excellent band. I didn't really know much about them until they contributed. And of course, a ton of brass bands and drum bands, including Fogo Azul, the all female drum, som- drum, I guess you would call that samba. They are amazing. The power that comes out of that band is incredible and and notorious. You know, Chris. Yes, I I know. There might be a surprise from Fogo Azul tomorrow. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see a surprise. (laughs) I'm sure you're going to be appalled. Oh, I I might very well be appalled. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It'll be be – I don't think anything like this, quite like this, has ever been tried ever anywhere and it and it's fitting that it's being tried in Coney Island which really gave birth to the amusement industry uh and and you got to go back to 1898 or some damn thing it's been there a long time amusing people and Coney Island USA has been a big part of that I mean I I met Dig Zig and that was 1986 it was it was a few years after meeting Jesse Malin and 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 Dick had come from Bridgeport the home of PT Barnum and he and he wanted to get get a he wanted to get stakes in Coney Island. He, he wanted to put down stakes, as they say. And lo and behold, he's still there. He's still there hanging in there, either like Errol Flynn or Gunga Din. You, you could hang in. Choose either one, Mark. I don't care. It's like that cat in the 70s on the poster. Hang in there, baby. <laughs> you, mean, you know, yeah. 
Speaking of the 80s and Dick, if you are going to tune into the, the telethon at ConeyIsland.com, you want to watch the very beginning. Uh, there's a very touching introduction. And I don't think Dick's listening, or hopefully he's not, because uh, I wanted it to be a surprise. We have footage of Dick at the very first Mermaid Parade. A wow. very, very young Dick wow. Ziggin. So, uh, 1985? I mean, when would that have been? 83. 83. I always get it wrong. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You've just uh, failed Mermaid Parade trivia. <laughs> I would never get the Mermaid Parade prize, whatever the hell it is. But there's going to be so much tomorrow. It's going to be it's truly going to be spectacular. It's going to be either... about our painter. Uh, painter? There's going to be a painter? <laughs> like a face painter? I don't have to get my face painted, do I? No, really? Danielle is a very well-respected painter. She did our T-shirt this year. She also did – I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name. I screw it up every time. She also did all the artwork for the uh, new Shirley Chisholm Park in southern Brooklyn. Uh, she's done all kinds of things. She did the Beastie Boys mural on the Lower East Side. And she's going to be painting a painting live. And people who donate to the telethon, remember it is a charitable effort. The people who donate $50, for every $50 you donate, you get a chance to win that painting. That is that is, that is wild. Yes. I, I, I'm not even sure I knew that's what was happening. But hey, <laughs> there's going to be so much that I'm not going to know is happening, even while I'm there tomorrow. It will I'm feel like, essentially it will feel like the Mermaid Parade, Chris. Yeah, it'll be this kind of weird, um, nonstop, barely controlled chaos that you only yeah. hope doesn't veer too sharply off the rails and then topples over. But <laughs> or in the case of the tractor last the year before last, literally. I have to say that's also within the DNA of Coney Island because you would pay to go watch a great disaster. You know, you you would sit in a room and you would see the great Chicago fire or you would see the floods, you know, or, or whatever the fuck it was. They, You know, you would sit there and go, oh, look at that great disaster. So it's kind of it's in the DNA of that as well. You may be watching a great disaster, but who knows? It's going to be it's going to be just. Just like you rewrote the name of the telethon, that is a Christie invention, folks. But just like you wrote the name of the telethon, I think you just rewrote the mission statement of Coney Island USA. <laughs> it's, a, just come, it's in the great tradition of stage disasters. <laughs> well, they paid to see those things. That's the most fascinating yeah, part. Is the like Jones, you, the Jonestown flood. The Jonestown yeah. flood. <laughs> no, John, the, Jonestown flood, the Chicago fire. You could have the flood put out the fire and use the same building, I suppose. Sure. I mean, they would reenact all kinds of uh, horrible tableau in front of you. I'm surprised no one came up with, like, the Donner Party, where you could just watch cannibalism. You know, going... Maybe that would be the... restaurant? (laughs) That would... uh, Oh, yeah. It makes so much sense in light of Coney Island. Coney Island is still hanging in there, and... The thing I used to try try hardest to explain to people, Mark, when they would ask me, "What is Coney Island? What is Coney Island like?" And I, I mean, I only know I'm like a dilettante. I mean, you, Dick Ziggin, people like him, people like Mark, they they know all this stuff backwards and forwards. They know the people. They're at the ground level. Me, I'm just I'm getting the fifty thousand foot view, but I still know what it means in terms of. Uh, in terms of America. And God damn it, I was watching both of those conventions, wishing once someone would say Coney Island, you know, just one time, Coney Island. Let's hear it for Coney Island. <laughs> it's not it's not a it's not a, a it's not really a place where um either party is battling for votes. They it's sort of set. <laughs> I hear so, that. I hear yeah, that. They don't really have to worry about Coney Island. Well, when people tune in to the Telethon, what will they see for instance? I mean, give us some preview in your mind's eye of what well, people will well, see so a lot of what they'll see it, we've seen which is these pre-recorded videos so in some cases it's people parading around their house like don hippie hopkins who's one of the world's greatest pool sharks in real life is parading in her pool shark uniform in her pool shark outfit uh they'll see Things like um, people who wrote original songs, and like I mentioned earlier, poems. They're going to see just ridiculous things like people who had created characters and did six-minute-long videos that 
we're probably going to have to hit the speed exam. We have to speed up a little when we show them. <laughs> They're going to see the beautiful chaos of the Zooms part of this. Remember, this is a broadcast, but the participants are coming in via Zoom in real time. And because it's real time, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So we're going to be throwing over to a bar in Rockaway that's apparently throwing some sort of event. Uh, we're going to be throwing to some sort of a renegade parade on Avenue B. I don't know. We're gonna, I think someone's doing something in Glasgow, in California. It's Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, so we really don't know what we're going to get. And then there's the hub itself, which you haven't mentioned really, I don't think, which is our secret location. Can uh, I just dub it Pizza Hub? I mean, the hub sounds so naked. Maybe we give it at something before the hub. We called the it hub. the Parade Tech Center originally, but oh, that's it's, even it's more than that now. All right, the hub. I, I hear you. What's going <laughs> so to happen at the hub? Am I on one of the spokes of the hub, by the way? <laughs> yes, you, you are more than the spoke. Okay. You are, you are a, a, a crucial spoke. You're the valve stem. Oh, oh dear God. <laughs> Not the valve stem. So what's going to happen at the hub? We're going to be switching between live things that are going to be happening in an undisclosed location. Uh, and the feed that's going to come in live from participants from all over, far and wide, and then the well-wishers, what I like to think of as the well-wishers. And all along, we're going to ask you to give to ConeyIsland.com. Just go there and, and help ConeyIsland.com through this time when uh, it, there's very real threats to the existence of any not not-for-profit arts organization that has eked out a, a living somehow for many, many years, including through Superstorm Sandy and things that would have felt lesser organizations, but the tenacity. The tenacity is what I admire of Coney Island, USA. To see it again from my 50,000-foot view, Mark, you're on the ground. You get to see it. You get to see it right up close. So how bad is this pandemic for, for an arts organization like Coney Island, USA? It's not just for an arts organization like Coney Island USA. It's for all the businesses in Coney Island, nonprofits and for profits. Um, it's a disaster. Uh, you know, the it's a disaster from the point of view of income. You know, we were always for a non for profit. We always depended on earned income a little bit more than many others did. Uh, the uh, our ticket sales are very very important to us. We also, you know, we get grants and donations. Thank you, folks. But uh, but you know, earned income is a big deal. And for a, when we first hit we had we we had to pivot towards online stuff and we think we did a good job with that eventually it took some time and some learning but the other businesses in coney island there's really no pivot for luna park there's no pivot for tino's wonder wheel there's no place for them to you can't make a virtual amusement park it's by its nature so it's it's scary and you know by the way in recognition of this of what's happening we are the money we're collecting at the telethon at the telethon we are giving out to six different uh, non-for-profits 50% of the proceeds. So it's worth mentioning that it's not just for Coney Island, USA. It's for Brick on Fulton Street in Brooklyn. It's for Cases and their uh, their Coney Island Violence Intervention Program. It's for the Lilies and their effort to um, create a Lorraine Hansberry statue in honor of the um, African-American uh, playwright uh, who wrote A Raisin in the Sun. It's for the Salt and Sea Mission which is an organization that does an incredible food pantry that started in Coney Island. It's for the urban neighborhood services. They provide all kinds of services. And for the Wow Cafe in the East Village, the Wow Cafe Theater, which is a women's theater group. So we're sharing what, what you donate tomorrow is not just going to us. Let's make that clear. That's, that's absolutely true. And thank you for having all that information at hand. I do appreciate that because I, 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 I wasn't about to remember all that i i've been so we busy have, we have cue cards for you tomorrow don't worry okay great <laughs> I, I i mean jerry lewis used to like abuse the help during his mda telethons you know he you could see him on camera verbally berating the 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 people who were there probably unpaid to you know put this thing on and uh it was always fascinating to watch because as time wore on Jerry got less and less patient with people, you know, and he would just start snapping at people. Oh, boy. So that's going to be good. I've been thinking about him a lot. 
Jerry <laughs> Lewis. Now, why? I mean, beyond the fact that this is a tail-a-thon, and he did the tell-a-thon, wh- why are you thinking about Jerry Lewis? Well, you know, our thought was we were going to have some fun. You know, we all grew up with this thing. We're going to play with the tropes and parody it. But I reached out to Matt Fraser, who contributed, and I'm wait till you see what he contributed, Radioactive Jellyfish and the Spasms. The Spaz, I don't know how to pronounce the band name, but that's your problem, not mine. Um, so I reached out to him about Jerry because I was thinking, like, when, when I was a kid and you saw Jerry using the kids in the wheelchairs as props and he would sing to them, you know, one-on-one, they, sometimes the kids seemed really uncomfortable Sometimes, like, their eyes didn't meet. It was this disconnect. And I always was confused by it. Because, you know, Jerry, here he is. He's doing good things. He's raising money for some important thing that I don't understand what it is. So I brought it up with Matt. And Matt said that in the disabled community, he he said that even though he grew up in the UK, among American people, he said that day was, like, the darkest day on the calendar. The day, and they hate Jerry Lewis. It was, like, the worst day of the year. And it was, it was, I had a feeling Matt might say something like that, but I wasn't sure. And it was great to help have him help me sort of digest it. And I, I, I look forward to him. If we ever do another telethon to doing something in the world of art around Jerry Lewis and seeing what it is, I had a concept for him. Uh, I'm not going to say what it was, but I think it could, he could do an amazing job. And uh, I already have the idea. Here's the idea. You invite some French people to go up on stage and explain why they love jerry lewis and you have an interpreter and that's the whole that's all you need just explain to us why you think he's so great i mean i get it he's he's entertaining uh but he's also annoying on so many levels and you're right he used to use the word cripple and there are people now saying that he used these people as as props jerry's orphans was an organization that formed in response to jerry's kids to say basically that, like, you know, we were just used and tossed aside. Wow. And I didn't yeah. know this. Uh, yeah. It, it, and and, and okay. I don't know. <laughs> and then, I don't, and he, gonna... he had the problem with his kids. And when he got older, he uh, he said some, I mean, he was unguarded as an elderly person and said some really crazy stuff. Uh, I don't know. Oh, he famously he... said that women weren't funny. Yeah. That's oh, the one. come on. <laughs> Jerry was. Right up until the end, you know. Uh, but this is going to be like like nothing he ever dreamed of. Nothing he ever thought about. What we're going to do. We're going to... If Jerry was still around, we would have blown his mind. Don't you think? I think Jerry... I think Jerry would have been... His mind would have been so blown that... that Slick back hair would have been standing straight up. It would have been wonderful to see. I think was that uh, it was like a he was like a brill cream guy or one of those guys. Pomade, right, pomade, pomade. Sure, why pomade. not? Um, uh, listen, I would like you to stick around for a little while longer because I have something I want to discuss with you about you know working the mermaid parade all these years. Now, all these years, uh, I've worked the mermaid parade with any number of of co MCs. Uh, Kay Sarah was one of them, and, and uh, Joey X, Palamine, and uh, way back in the day, Ray Norman Dew. And, uh, and you've always been there. Like, you've always been part of the, the action as the Chief Justice with the judges and the stands. And, and now we're like a team. We're like, what, which one of us is Lewis and which one is Martin? I'm not really sure. I think we're both Lewis. Oh my God! Who's Chris? I'd like to be Dino <laughs> from Steubenville, Ohio. I wish I could be as cool as Dino. You ever read that? Was it Nick Tashis wrote that book about Dean Martin? Oh my God! Dean Martin sounded like the coolest person ever. Dean wow. Martin. I'll be Dean Martin. You could be Jerry Lewis. That's okay. Uh, you know, you could be Dean Martin. I'll be Dino. Dino. That's even better. Dino. Dino. So I have this do's and don'ts list for like announcing the mermaid parade. Uh, I've I may have violated the first do, which is rest your voice beforehand. No long conversations or shouting. So I guess I hadn't really thought through that. Uh, you know that this is aerial view happening live until about seven p.m. So I have another twenty minutes of talking. To you. What about one of your do's? Give us some of your do's and your don'ts for being. 
Chief Justice on the day of the Mermaid Parade, whether it's your 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 mental uh, plan for the week before or the week of or or whatever it is that you would care to share to help me kill 20 minutes so I'm not doing all the talking on my own. Well, I'm going to do this extemporaneously, so I reserve the right to change my list in the future, but no open-toed shoes. Number one, first rule, no open-toed shoes. Second rule, don't bring a lot of crap because then when you go in the ocean, you got to manage your crap. That's always a pain. Unless you have a very, very, very understanding spouse like I do, Mrs. Chief Justice, who will guard your crap. Uh, don't um, hydrate. It's easy to forget to hydrate. And when you take the food that people give you, you have to realize there is a distinct possibility of your body and mind and spirit being polluted by said food. Sometimes you just have to just accept that as a risk you're willing to go with and hope for the best and roll the dice. Oh, it all sounds so pre-COVID. It really does. Listening to you, yeah. you know, and the thought of like, like I was one of those people who'd like, I'm not gonna, I mean, I think maybe once I ate some food because I was really hungry, but mostly I would be like, no, that's okay. And, you know, if there was a bottle that came my way, I'd be like, all right, I'm taking the bottle home for later. I'm going to have some of this later. And bribes were always a big part of the parade. But, but now COVID comes along and you're like, oh, well, we can't do this the way that we used to do it. It's a, I mean, the Mermaid Parade, very interactive thing. And, and it's happening in real time. And so it still will be those two things on Saturday, tomorrow at 1 p.m. It'll still be interactive. It'll still be happening in real time. And um, even down to, uh, I, I, there's a new phone number. If you want to leave a message about your Coney Island, what you think of Coney Island, dial Fish Limbos. Fish <laughs> Limbos. L-I-M-B-O-S. <coughs> I'm trying to imagine a fish limboing in the first place, but n this implies that more than one fish is limboing. I, I have a question. So... What is the etymology of limbo? Is it from the limbic system or something? Like, what is the etym? What's the word limbo come from? I'm a, I'm a little worried to look into it because I I guarantee you it ends in like some kind of cultural appropriation and it's gonna end up being like yeah you can't say limbo anymore you know it's uh, <laughs> I mean it's got some kind of oppressive origin it, I I don't know I it mean that's a good question to limbs because your limbs are sort of limbo limbo yeah. hmm. Well, let me go I back really to... I had a body built for limbo, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, it's been many, many years since I've done limbo, and it feels like many, many years since I've been to my chiropractor. I could really use a visit to the chiropractor these days. That would be really great. But uh, we're living in a time where, as I was saying earlier, every interaction is fraught. You have to think about everything. And my thoughts are usually like, is this the last time I'm going to do this, or is this the thing that's going to get me? Is this the thing? You know, like we went up to Rhode Island, we went to a uh, baby shower uh, for my niece, and, and, and you have to make the calculation. I'm coming into contact with other people now. And Mark, we never had to make that calculation before. So we should tell people, by the way, that the event tomorrow will be, it will be COVID-19 compliant. There will be social distancing. I brought a 10-foot pole, and I've told Mark that he, Chief Justice Mark, don't get any closer than this pole. So that's going to work for me. I'm not sure how he's going to do it. Uh, but there's also going to be sanitation, hand sanitizer, face masks are required. The whole hey. nine yards, as they say. Could we do some business? Are you going to bring a non-contact thermometer? I have like an infrared thermometer. That will work, right? I, I don't know. I've never had one of those. I do have a oh. uh, forehead thermometer. I will try to bring it with me. I'll try to remember to bring non -contact it with thermometer, like. I'll bring that. For for who are we thermometrizing? Who whose temperatures are we taking? Our own or somebody else's? I think we're going to have the security guards if if it works out, take the temperature of every single person entering. That was the concept because we have enough security. I think we can do it. Yeah. We're very very conscious. Um, if you if you figured out where this thing is and you're not invited, don't go. I don't think the police are going to be happy to see you. Uh, we don't want crowds there. Watch from home. Have fun. If you weren't invited, please do come. But there's a reason we couldn't invite everybody. There's a reason we couldn't have the Mermaid Parade. 
this is going to be uh, massively social, socially distanced. Uh, we are featuring many, many drummers because they can keep their masks on. Uh, that's one of the advantage of drummers as opposed to brass bands. Wow. What can I say besides wow? Oh, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. And, and we even said no alcohol, Chris. That was, the, that was the heartbreak. You talk about thinking about how things change. And, you know, you made me depressed a few minutes ago when you talked about how the Mermaid Parade is never going to be the same. I, I really haven't faced that fact until you just said it. <laughs> like, I, I, I always take I think I, I take a Did I say that? Did I actually say that? Wow. Yeah, you did. I didn't mean never be the same. I meant like that was the time before COVID-19. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. I I hear things, I, you know, I hear things all the time about how long it may take for us to pull out of this dive. And, you know, you watch that thing that took place over the last four days, you know, the RNC convention, and you just think there's their reality and there's the actual reality. And they are, they're not in the actual reality. From what I can tell, they have created an alterniverse, or a, I don't know what it is. But I didn't you, watch. Were they were people masked? No. Oh no 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 no. Well, last night was the big show. You know, the president got up and spoke about how Joe Biden was going to destroy America from within by being a Trojan horse for the socialists, and that MS thirteen would move next door to you, and it was a whole thing. Uh, and so the fear factor is strong, but they, they had shots of like 1500 people there on the lawn with the white house in the background, all lit up. N none of them really that I could see wear wearing masks, the chairs close together. And it kills me that masks have become like some sort of a totem to indicate your politics. It's just. It's it, it, it you know we did that mask design contest and the whole idea was you know masks you know it, it was obvious to me from the first second of this thing I don't understand how could this at all be a I just don't get it at all and I have friends of every political stripe and none of them I mean I've yet to meet a person I've met people who act irresponsibly as far as mask wearing goes but they still know they're supposed to have their mask on you know like they they even feel guilty about it <laughs> it is a rather amazing moment that we find ourselves in right now and yeah. it's a moment that i think uh, i'm not going to speak for you for me i would soon exit this moment i would love to exit this moment there needs to be an off-ramp from this you know and you watch what they did over the last four days, and you're like, they don't, they don't want to get off of this highway, man. They're like having a great time. I mean, they're just running down the road trying to loosen their load. <laughs> and he's got seven women on his mind. It's a, it's a whole. He's got binders of women on his mind. You know, I still can't believe. I mean, this guy is really. It's just remarkable to see what's been happening over the last few years in America. And the latest thing is this, this I don't even want to say his name, but I, the Kenosha Vigilante, the 17-year-old who shot a guy, like, in the head, shot another guy through the heart, and then shot another guy in the arm. So two guys dead, one guy probably doesn't have an arm anymore. And uh, he's being turned into a hero by by voices on the right it's just remarkable to watch you just think really this guy this is the guy that's like and and they're I, selling I, this narrative of how you know there's all this lawlessness out there and there's these we need now we need vigilantes apparently to keep us from the lawlessness in these democratically controlled cities i guess is the narrative it's a very weird time and coney island always meets quite successfully with very weird times. Coney Island knows very weird times. They know weird. And they've been doing it a long time. And uh, they have the freak bar out there where, where now, Saturdays and Sundays, you could stop by and no, sit outside. No? We, no? no we stopped. 
No. We might we might start again right now. No. No. Well, it, you it, and uh, I probably should have talked before the show, but oh well. There goes yeah. that. Now, it was a great run. Now you um, kids know this show is really live. It's really happening live. <laughs> With Chief Justice Mark Aladef, who uh, tomorrow, oh dear Lord, give me strength. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow there will be a mermaid parade. Dale-a-thon. There will it will and Chris, it's gonna feel like a mermaid parade to the point where the only difference is I want to talk to you a little bit later about printing a nice order of March. I know that's a sore point with you. Yeah. We are gonna get a format you like. Well, don't ask me to print it. That's all I'm saying. Don't <laughs> no, send me some file printer. and be like, Yeah, okay, great. Do that. Bring a printer. We're this thing is gonna be outfitted like a goddamn, you know mash unit it's gonna it's gonna exactly, have everything exactly right. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough and ready to go and at 1 p.m come hell or high water it's gonna hit the Possibly air high water <laughs> and and you're gonna see you're gonna see a mermaid parade done virtually i mean even i made a note to myself to bring some miniature cars some uh they're not matchbox oh, they're, not, they're not hot wheels they're there's some damn thing. And Would you have British Matchbox? Are you going all the way? No. I, I I mean, look, I have some nice Corgis, and I have some nice old Matchbox, but those are staying home. I'm, I'm gonna, I know what the ones I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring the ones I don't mind being parted from if, they, if something happens, if they roll away down the boardwalk, whatever may occur. But we have to figure out how we're going to stage them so we can have a car parade. I... We, we, we need like a fake surf avenue, man. That's what we need. Somebody yeah. needs to do like a miniature surf avenue, and we'll just roll those things down the fake surf avenue. It's going to be – tomorrow's going to be something. And if you miss it, you're going to regret it, even though we will replay this thing. That doesn't mean anything. You really want to see it live. But, boy, I hear from the dinging on your phone. You're very popular tonight. A lot of people trying to reach you. Last-minute requests, last-minute words they need to have before the big day. So maybe I should just let you go. What do you think? Yeah, I think I have to go uh, answer 10,000 emails and uh, yeah. send out 3 million Zoom invites. Well, thank you for being what Jesse Jackson called the straw that s- stirs the drink. But so <laughs> many other people are involved. There's going to be an extensive list of credits when this thing is over. But Patrick Wall at Coney Island, USA, and... Uh, James Fitzsimmons as well, and and Mac. Ed, and uh, my pal Mac, and his even his son Chris coming down, and Lord knows what did I get you into, Mac? I don't know if you're listening, but what did I get you in? What did I rope you into? What oh, about man. Ed and Frank? Ed and Frank, and uh, let's not forget the permanently unelected mayor Dick Ziggin, and uh, Heather Holiday, who went all over Coney Island and shot videos for us there's like five now and uh you can see them all at coneyisland.com i hope there's a page chief justice where you click on it it's just heather holiday videos and you go there and you can watch them all make that so if there is i have a lot of good ideas you got to have ideas to have good ideas which means a lot of my ideas are also bad but every once in a while i have a good one that's a good one that's a good one yeah, Let's those those videos that. are I I if you they're like eye magnets you can't not watch them, and we're gonna have, and remember joining you as a host will be Adam Rin and Kita Saint Seer. Oh, that's that's really something. I'm really Saint looking forward Stockton to that. Will be coming calling in from Iceland. Who was that last one? Who Saint Sovereign? Oh wow, I had no All idea. All the way from Iceland, she might be doing Jerry. Oh no! Is this going to be a revisionist, Jerry? The Jerry that it's so revisionist. Oh my God! I hope so. Yeah. You got to revive that Jerry. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure. Now, yes. I've—you've helped me kill a quite a few minutes, fifteen at least, by my count. So that makes me—that endears you to me. Thank you again, Chief Justice Mark. Thank I'll you see you too. tomorrow. Bring a raincoat. Will do. There he goes. Oh. Oh. That was something, wasn't it? 
Live radio, live interview. Here we are just killing time. That's what we're all doing now. We're just trying to get through this thing. That's all. How do we get through this thing? What do we got to do to get to the other side? Sometimes it's not so clear. It's not so plain. You don't know. That's how I feel sometimes. If I'm being truthful, then hell, why not? Why not be truthful with you? I've known you a while. You and you and you and you and you. Those of you who are listening live, it's a tight-knit group. I kind of like it that way. It's like having a dinner party every week. I'd like to imagine we're all seated around a great big table and I can see all of you. And those I can't can can call 760-422-5528. Why not? If I can get one call before this program's over, I'll consider myself lucky. You hear me? Lucky. Something you won't hear me say often, but I've been pretty lucky so far. I've been pretty lucky. Look at where I got to from where I came. Oh my goodness gracious, when I look back and think. How far you've come, Chris. How far. And life becomes more precious every moment, every single day that you have left. And that's why this time is so fraught, because we're all thinking, how many days before this thing gets me? When's it going to get me where? Should I just stay home all the time now? Yeah, agoraphobia. That's the way to deal with this. But you can't. You can't stay home all the time. You got to go out. You got to be part of the the madcap hilarity that is life in 2020. I don't know whether to laugh to keep from crying. Sometimes. But I thank you for listening. And I remind you that this program is available as well as a podcast via Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and I'm working on a couple of others. I've just been busy with this thing. This thing, tomorrow, this Mermaid Parade 2020 Tailathon, it's consuming all of us. We give, we give, and we give, and we give. Please join us tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, at Coney Island. We would appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that'll do it for me, Chris T, on this aerial view. Don't forget, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Hound Howls. And then, of course, uh, Crashing the Party at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Do up Chop Shop of the Air. Uh, See us tomorrow at 1 p.m. Don't forget, at ConeyIsland.com. For the Tailathon. This could be the most brilliant disaster that I've ever been involved in. Let us see, friends. Stay strong. It's been, it's been my pleasure to be your radio host all these years.
I drink it up. Camera TV. Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you